This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back to this episode of The Drop Podcast. We're going to break down round three game two between the St. Louis Blues and the San Jose Sharks. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows how bad the Blues played in this last game. And even though they played bad, they were in it up until those two goals by Timo Meyer. That just blew the whole game apart. But before that, sloppy as it was, it was only three to two. So we knew if the Blues played stronger defensively and cut down on their mistakes, especially by not allowing the Sharks to bring the puck in over the blue line uncontested, and also by getting the puck out of your own end quickly and not being lackadaisical about it. This would be a totally different game. The Blues looked much more comfortable, and Jaden Schwartz, who has been the best player for the Blues in the playoffs, gets the first goal to make it one to nothing Blues. Moves it out to the point for Trangelo with a shot deflected, and then an opportunity for Edmondson. Jaden Schwartz over to play the puck. Back for Tarasenko. Shot was blocked. Schwartz with it. He scores! Jaden Schwartz just two minutes, 34 seconds in. Jaden Schwartz has been one of the bright lights here, and he retrieves the puck, gets it back to, to just outside the point, picks up a sort of a loose puck scramble. What a beautiful shot past Martin Jones. No chance for Jones, just perfectly well-placed here. Tarasenko tries to get it to him. He does by accident, really. Terrific. Jaden Schwartz was all over the ice before this goal. He didn't stand still. He didn't go to one place and just coast around. He kept moving until the puck went to him on a great pass from Tarasenko, and he beats Martin Jones to make it one to nothing. That goal would be Schwartz's ninth of the playoffs. Tarasenko gets his second assist. Edmondson gets his fourth assist. And the Blues are off to an early one to nothing lead. The Blues played much better defensively in this game. They made some mistakes in the second period, but defensively overall, besides those couple mistakes, they looked better. San Jose would outshoot the Blues 9-6. to six. I think Bennington had to make some harder saves than Martin Jones. Moving into the second period, it was nice to see Vince Dunn get his second goal of the playoffs and give the Blues a 2 to nothing lead. Face off controlled by the Blues. Portuzo, now Perron. O'Reilly. Vince Dunn with a shot. Score! 2 nothing, St. Louis. Well, traffic in front is what you're looking for and what you're getting from Sammy Blay. Quick little wrist shot and really two players in front of Jones. He can't get a good handle on it. Right actually goes through three people and right inside the post. Back-to-back face-off win for Ryan O'Reilly. That's the second one. That allows them to establish offensive zone presence. Baron goes to the bumper position. O'Reilly strong in the puck. And Dunn just opens up a shooting avenue for himself. And Mike, the point is perfect. Sammy Blay, excellent screen down low. Once again, the key to the second goal, great puck movement, great passing. And that's what the Blues have to do against the Sharks. They've got to get the puck on their stick, move the puck quickly, and get shots on Martin Jones, put guys in front of the net, and all that happened on this goal by Dunn. That goal would be Dunn's second of the playoffs. O'Reilly gets his eighth assist, and Perron gets his fifth assist. Two to nothing Blues. 
The Blues would get a power play shortly after this, and you're thinking, wow, things are looking really, really good for them. They're up two to nothing. It's possible that they could take a three to nothing lead, but the mistakes creep back in, and Logan Couture gets an unassisted shorthanded goal four minutes, 55 seconds in to make it two to one. One for the last 23. O'Reilly wins another faceoff. Petrangelo for Perron. Back out to the Blues captain, Petrangelo. Broken up by Couture. Here he comes. Looks to get past Petrangelo. Short-handed opportunity. He scores! Turnovers. A killer. Perron gets it back to Petrangelo. He tries to get slick. And Couture off to the races. And he stays with it. Makes a terrific move to beat Bennington on his backhand. But Bowmeister made him go to the backhand. I think Bennington just sort of overcommitted, and that's a huge goal. One thing for your power play not to be productive, it's another thing to be giving up shorthanded goals when your team is up by a pair. A lazy play by Petrangelo. So far, Petrangelo's had a terrible first two games, and he was not great in the Dallas series. He made a bunch of very critical mistakes in that series. He's got to take the leap. He's got to set an example for these guys. And he's not done that so far in these first two games. Couture ends up with the puck. It's a race down to Bennington. Petrangelo's unable to get him off the puck. And it's now 2-1. to one. That goal by Couture was his 12th. It was a shorthanded goal. 4 minutes 55 seconds in. But Logan Couture was not done for the period. About 2 minutes later, he gets his 13th goal of the playoffs to break down that two-goal lead the Blues had, and now it's 2-2. Two to two. All for three, and they allow a shorthanded goal as the crowd erupts. Sorensen returns from the box. Here comes Couture. He scores! That old bugaboo, the turnover. And Logan Couture once again makes some play at the blue line. The quick up. Couture finds himself all alone, and that's five-hole on Bennington. He's got to have that. The Sharks are circling right now. A terrible turnover. You guys can see it. The Blues can beat anybody, but when they make mistakes, it normally ends up very bad for them. They don't normally make mistakes and cover for it. They make mistakes and it ends up killing them. Couture comes in on Bennington, and Bennington should have had that one. That's partially on Bennington right there. That goal by Couture, as I said, would be his 13th of the playoffs. Timo Meyer gets his ninth assist, and we've got ourselves a game again, and it shouldn't have happened. But the Blues didn't panic after allowing San Jose to get back in the game. Robert Bortuzzo with a great backhand shot past Martin Jones gives the Blues a 3-2 lead going out of the second. Maroon tied up by Dillon. Up the boards to Bortuzzo. Bortuzzo into the high slot for Bozak. Drops it off. Edmondson. Now to Bortuzzo. Backhand shot. He scores. Robert Bortuzzo gives the Blues a 3-2 lead with his first career postseason goal. Wow. That was slick. That was very slick. The play from down low to up high. Bozak makes a good delivery, and the feed comes to Bortuzzo, and he makes no mistake with a backhand pass. It's just terrific. Now, Mike Van Ryan, the guy that changes defense, he's changed all the pairings, Bortuzzo and Edmonton. Bortuzzo knows he can beat Joe Thornton to the net. He does, and Edmonton lays it right into a perfect area. Backhand roof daddy, Kenny and Mike. I seriously doubt that Robert Bortuzzo has scored this type of goal 
in his career. He looked like a guy that scores 20 goals a year. Just great passing from Bozak to Edmondson. Edmondson puts it right on Bertuzzo's stick. He heads to the net and backhands it past Martin Jones. Bertuzzo's first goal of the playoffs. Edmondson gets his fifth assist. Bozak gets his fifth assist. 16 minutes, 34 seconds into the second. The Sharks only had six shots on goal. It was disheartening that the Blues made the mistakes in the second period because it really should have been three to nothing going out of the second. Going into the third, San Jose would outshoot the Blues 11 to 10, but the only goal that was scored would be Oscar Sundquist, 16 minutes, 52 seconds in, to make it four to two. Broken up by Sundquist, bouncing puck, hurdle back on the ice. That play broken up by Steen. Petrangelo with the return for Steen, drops it off, score! Oscar Sundquist, 4-2 St. Louis. An odd man rush here, and they're not really set up for it. Vlasic's hustling to get back, but all the Blues join the rush, and puck comes right to Sundquist. They're not sitting back on it. The backhand tip by Sundquist. St. Louis is looking pretty slick right now. A great transition out of the defensive end. Steen has the puck, gives it to Petrangelo. Petrangelo gets it back to Steen. Steen backs, hand it to Sundquist, and he puts it past Martin Jones, and the Blues win 4-2. to two. That goal by Sundquist would be his third of the playoffs. Alex Steen gets a second assist, and Petrangelo gets his 10th assist. Let's head to the stats of the game, or the tell of the tape, however you want to call it. The Sharks had 26 shots on goal to the Blues, 25. The Sharks, for the second game in a row, won the face-off battle. They won 57% of the face-offs to the Blues, 43. The Blues were 0 for 5 on the power play, and the Sharks were 0 for 2. Hits the Blues out, hit the Sharks 35 to 28. They outblocked the Sharks 20 to 15. Giveaways were more even at 15 for the Sharks to the Blues 12. Let's head to the post-game interviews. We're going to jump in and hear from Craig Berube first, then Bennington, Sunquist, and we'll end things with Ryan O'Reilly. Craig, was uh, Robert Bertuzzo about the last guy you think would score a game-winning goal for you tonight? <laughs> uh, well, Bortz. He actually uh, he does a lot of good things in the offensive zone with you know when we're cycling the puck and stuff and uh, he's got a pretty good head for you know jumping in at the right time and he did and ended up making a real nice play and scoring. Third row on the right, Mike. Coach, uh, you you're uh, I know you're an aficionado of uh, history uh, of the game. Um, did you see Robert uh, channeling his inner Dave Keon on that backhand going up top? <laughs> that was a hell of a backhand, eh? I mean, um, like I said, uh, Bortz, like, you know, he finds a way to get open in the offensive zone. He does some real good things in there and jumping in and at the right time. And, you know, he's, um, he doesn't obviously have the touch to produce all the time, but he scored a big one tonight for us. Right. Craig, as coaches, do you guys encourage him to do that, or do you just kind of let him well, pick his moments? Well, I think our D are always involved. Um, you know, whether you know they're jumping in up in the play on the rush or uh, offensively in the offensive zone. Just you know, when we get cycling the puck to get moving around and and getting some certain situations, we want DRD to be active. Um, and they they produced for us all year, and they're producing now in the playoffs too. Third row on the left. 
Uh, what did you guys penalty kill do to frustrate the Sharks' power play tonight? Pressure, more than anything, I think. We did a good job at the line on the breakouts, you know, win some draws, get it down, and make a good stand, and, you know, just good puck pressure, and, um, you know, obviously you get saves from your goalie or you block a few shots and you clear them down. Right side, third row, Jeremy. Coach, kind of nitpicking on a night where you, you won a game and persevered, but just the power play, where's your frustration level with it? And I guess they left you no choice but to kind of mix up the personnel there. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we gave up a short on a goal. It's just you got to make a better play. I mean, the com and then they score again. We're coming out of the box. We turn it over at the blue line. It's just a couple of mistakes. I mean, yes, the the power play overall, it's um, it, it can be frustrating. But the the key is, I do not believe that it frustrated our team, and they can't. They can't let it happen. That's a, they have a great penalty kill over there. They've had a real good penalty kill for years. Um, they pressure hard, and it, it's difficult to get any um, real good looks. I mean, that's going to happen, but we have to do a better job of making plays and making the right decisions with the puck. But the key was we didn't let it frustrate us. We kept playing, and we ended up with a win. So that's what I'm concerned about right now. Are you ever in awe of Jordan's ability to give you this kind of effort after a loss so consistently this year? Well, he's done it all year. Um, you know, he's always bounced back after a loss. We, um, going back to a game we had in L.A., I believe we lost that game. I threw him in the game against Anaheim, won the game. I mean, that was kind of the first test, I thought. Um, but every time that's happened, he's responded really well. Craig, did you like the minutes that uh, the Sunquist line gave you, and did you feel like they deserved to get one there, or they were, they were going to get one at some point? Yeah, they've been a good line since we put them together. Um, I know there's games where they don't get the minutes all the time, but they were used a lot tonight. They did a great job. I thought that they provided energy for us, great puck play, um, just pressured the puck, and were hard on people and hard on pucks and got rewarded with a goal. They could have had a couple goals tonight. They, they had some good chances. Craig, how impressive has Schwartz's ability to dig in uh, throughout the season when it wasn't going in for him and kind of the adjustment that he made at some point this year when you got some new guys in your lineup that he was asked to maybe do a little bit of different things that he wasn't, you know, the previous season? Well, Schwartz, he, um, he you know, he had a tough time putting a puck in the net this year for the most part. That's pretty obvious with his numbers, but um, the key was he just kept playing and working. He's a worker out there. He's he's our, if not our hardest worker, he's one of them on a consistent night to night, um, and that's what he kept doing, working. And now it's paying off. He's provided goals for us in the playoffs and great play. Um, you know, whatever we ask of him, different lines, different spots, positions, different things, he does it. Last question up front. Hi, Coach. This is Mahal from INDTV USA. Uh, in game one, Blues were much more physical. It was very evident. I think in first eight minutes there were 12 hits. But in, in today's game, rather than being more physical, but the D was much tighter. Is that an adjustment you made after the game one? Or? Well, we, we want to be physical all the time. Um, but we talked about the physicality is good. 
but you got to have the puck. And, you know, we made, we talked about you're going in there, you're taking the body, but we need to get that puck too. It's not just good enough to take the body and um, be physical and not get the puck. Um, I thought that um, game one, we were physical, but we never had the puck. And tonight we had the puck a lot more. So you play against him in practice every day. Have you ever seen Robert Bertuzzo go uh, backhand roof daddy like that before? Yeah, that was pretty smooth. Um, it's a nice play by him, and clearly he's got it in his arsenal. So, uh, you know, he's, he had a huge block for us too. So that's a, a huge game by him and uh, a great team win. Jordan, did anybody say anything after they got the momentum with the two quick goals, just kind of stay composed, stay even keel, or is that just the way you are and it kind of resonated with everybody else, just kind of stay calm there? Uh, you know, I was on the ice, but um, I'm, I'm guessing uh, some of the boys stepped up and we have great leaders on this team, and I'm sure they were... Um, you know, trying to tell the boys just to stay composed and stick with the game and trust the process. And, um, you know, I think uh, it worked out in the end. So you didn't say anything to anybody out there either? Or nobody came and maybe gave you a little tap just saying stay with it? or uh, Not that I remember, you know. Everyone just just knows and just stay focused. That block shot from Bertuzzo, uh, how do you see the play? And do you think it has a good chance to, to go in the net? Uh, yeah, um, Burns had it down low and... Uh, found found a high guy and it was a great play by him and um, huge block by Bortuzzo to to come up there with uh, you know that was a key moment in the game and um, the boys I think rallied off of that. And in practice, have you seen one like that? No, he usually have a great uh, breakout passes, but never never seen him that uh, that high up uh, up the ice actually. Is there a little <laughs> razzing on the bench when he comes back, or you guys? How excited were you for him? Oh yeah, it was. Uh, I think we all are really excited for him. Uh, Awesome goal, awesome Sally. So uh, it was, it was nice. Take us through your goal. You, you, you almost had, you had a couple other really good chances, but uh, that last one that kind of put the lid on it for you guys. Yeah, I think it's a great player all around. Uh, all from from Petro to to Steiner's pass is unreal. Uh, just, just trying to. Only option is to put it back in, and then it's nice to see see the puck win. Uh, but uh, all, all credit to to Steiner for that pass. You like uh, the team's tonight you guys really had to have a, a split here yeah I think we played much tighter m much more connected uh, all over the ice uh, didn't give them didn't give them as much as we did uh, did the first game and uh, that uh, that's how we got to play we, we need to play tight and we need to play connected and get the pucks deep and uh, that's what we did tonight what was this game like for you? you're up two to nothing you're seemingly in control and in two minutes time it's tight the crowd's going nuts they're coming at you and you, f you guys found a way to, to come out of here with a win yeah, it feels like uh, that's that's been the whole playoffs basically. That's been happening, uh, but uh, we, we know we're we're a strong group. We're confident, and uh, we we just keep playing. Uh, no one no one panics or freaks out on the bench. Uh, we just take the next next shift and just keep keep going, and uh, uh, we're happy to to get the get a win today. Yeah, yeah, I thought. Uh we hung in there, you know. We worked hard, and you know, we stayed positive with each other, even when they were, they hemmed us in. But um, start with Benner, he played phenomenal, made some huge timely saves. But uh, yeah, we stuck with it. Uh, yeah, again, it wasn't perfect, but we found a way to put the puck in the net a few times. What about Bartuzzo's offensive flourish there? That was uh, unbelievable. That whole play, the way it developed, the guys kind of moving, having the motion, and he gets it on a stick, and it's just so calm, and you know, makes that shot. That was one of the hardest backhands I've seen. And we were all. Uh, well, very impressed. It was a huge, huge goal for us. How satisfying is it to make a crowd like this and an atmosphere like this just go completely silent on the road? It's it's nice. You know, it's definitely uh, you know they bring a lot of uh, it's loud and you know excitement to the game and you know for us to kind of you know weather their storm at time is it uh, it feels good.
Brian, where's the power play at right now? Just obviously, it looks really frustrating. Yeah, yeah, we're not, uh, you know, we're not obviously performing the way we want to on there. We have to find, you know, find out, uh, make some adjustments here, and whether it's simplifying or, or doing something else, uh, you know, we need it to be better. Indeed, they do need it to be better. There are people that say it doesn't matter about the power play. They're winning. And hey, I get that. I really understand that. But eventually, they're going to have to score some goals in the power play to win some of these games. Because the Blues tend to make mistakes in games. They win some of those games, they lose some of those games. We've seen it in the Dallas series, and we're seeing it in this series with the ton of mistakes they made in the first game, and then the mistakes they made in the second period in this game. So if they're going to continue to make these mistakes, they got to be able to make up for that somehow. So the power play to me has to be important for the rest of this series. And if they win the series going into the Stanley Cup Finals, what team are we going to see in Game 3 on Wednesday night? I don't know. Could it be a combination of the team that played Monday and Tuesday? Could we see something totally different from the Blues? I'm just baffled at this team because they make bad mistakes and they lose. They make bad mistakes and they win. It's a hard team to get a dial on right now. So we need more consistency and we need to cut down on the mistakes in game three. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, let's go blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.